Yeah. And then when you sneak in a little cheat meal, what do you got going I on? I mean, that's well, that's what it goes back to it. Like a cheat meal is not, I mean, Chinese food, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> boy DJ Omowski. I'm chilling here with Walizi and Tony Mass, and we have a very special guest. He's the co-owner of Performix House, Devin Levique. What's up, Devin? What's up, guys? How are you? What's up? What's Dude, up? first off, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, man. I, I'm, I'm glad you guys made the trip out here. I this know. place is absolutely insane, by the way. It's yeah, amazing. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, to anyone that's listening, Performix House, we're located on 14th and 5th Avenue. Um, we're opening in Los Angeles, California, uh, in West Hollywood specifically. Uh, around April 1st, mm-hmm. um, about 13,000 square foot facility, uh, really focusing on recovery uh, with the physical therapy and um, training and then the recovery studio downstairs, cafe. And um, we're really we're really targeting that person who has a fitness driven lifestyle. Um, that's that's really what we we look for in our members. Um, and so we're, we're excited to hit that L.A. market. So, yeah. So and then this started around, you were saying 2018. Yeah, Ish. 2018 uh, Performix House was launched. Uh, my business partner Matt uh, came up with the concept, mm-hmm. and uh, we, yeah, we launched around February. Um, super smart dude. Basically, um, you know, he had a supplement company Performix. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were doing pop ups where trainers would go and they would do all these trade shows. And he's like, "Let's make a full time trade show." And so, uh, kind of came up with that concept and. Launched February, March 2018, and so we're almost, what, two years in now? Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're, we're ready to expand, and I think we, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to help as many people as possible and, you know, really target that fitness-driven lifestyle yeah. person, so it's cool. So you said Matt was the, I guess, had the concept for this. Yeah. Uh, it's a really a premium gym. To say it's a gym is an understatement. It's really, like you said, it's a fitness lifestyle. You're working with, uh, you know, state-of-the-art equipment, top trainers in the country, really. Um, And what are some of the things that kind of, you know, like I said, we'll kind of back it up and to see, you know, what your journey was to get to this point. But, you know, as you work with some of the people who are the trainers and some of the people on the business side at Performix House, uh, what are some of the common things that you guys have in terms of personalities and and vision? Yeah, um, so from a a consumer, so from a, a member's perspective, you know, we want that person to live a fitness-driven lifestyle. So regardless if you're, you know, you run a hedge fund or you're an actress or an actor, yeah. um, you know, you play sports or, um, you know, you're you're in a normal, you know, nine-to-five job. We're looking for that person that uses fitness to drive their lifestyle. We think, you know, there's, there's something that drives everyone, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think fitness brings people together just like food brings people together, yep. just like other things bring people together, right? And I see, and we see uh, fitness as such a cool community. Um, and you don't have to get too corny with it. You know, like there's some fitness concepts out there that, you know, are a little, I think, too out there. And they and they think about it too much. You know, we're not reinventing the wheel here. We're just trying to, you know, create an environment where like-minded individuals uh, that have a fitness-driven lifestyle and want to better themselves physically uh, and mentally 
um, and then continue their life so that, you know, that's the type of person we're looking for. Yeah. Um, some, someone that really wants to tune in on how, how they live their life uh, physically, mentally, and then, you know, what they do for their career. So fitness-driven lifestyle is kind of um, the, the focus around that. Yeah. In regards to, you know, trainers and employees and all that, you know, pretty much the same thing. I think you, you can't really you can't really have a concept and uh, and try try to push you know an idea to people if not everyone's living it as well. You know what I mean? So it's it's somewhat the same interview process for everyone. You know, we want the same vibes. We don't want any negative energy. Um, we want people to be open minded. Yeah. You know, when people when you see people and they're not open minded, it's it's tough to work with. It's tough to be around those type of people. But I think when you have open minded people um, that are willing to collaborate, that you know. Um, are humble and um, kind of just want to get it done and live a good life. I think overall you can create a really cool culture and community. Yeah. So you, you mentioned the the interview process. It's kind of interesting for someone that you know the common person that you know pays their whatever monthly thing and just goes to the gym whenever they feel like going. But then to have an interview to actually be involved in a gym is is super unique unique in itself. Yeah. So how does that process work? What are like, I mean, you mentioned some of the traits, but like how long of a, like a, a review process is it for you guys? Yeah. So it's, I think we're focusing on quality over quantity. Yeah, of course. Um, and so, you know, we get, we get hundreds, thousands of uh, applications monthly and wow. um, it's, it's cool. It's not that not anyone can just get in, you know, there's articles that are out there, you know, claiming that we're the most exclusive gym in New York, which are, which are cool, but you know, we, we look at everyone. It's not. We don't just like push people aside. If we look at their resume, we're like, oh, they can't be a part yeah. of it. That's yeah. not how it works. It's, it's more about um, it's more about making sure that there's enough space for everyone. You know, New York is very, very on top of each other. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and when you go to a facility um, that are looking for quantity, it's tough. It's tough to focus. It's tough to you know to focus on your fitness goals and your mental goals in a facility like that. And you so have to wait to, to do yeah, an exercise you yeah. might want to do. And I'm sure the people that are involved here or included here, like really appreciate after the fact they get accepted that, you know, not everyone that wants to, to pay to come in here or, you know, has the time to come here, they may not be able to. So yeah, ex- yeah. exclusiveness like really works for the consumer themselves. Like it's, uh, yeah, I think exclusivity works in our part. And then it's also like, Referrals big in like, especially this industry, you know, if in any hospitality industry, if, if you go to a restaurant and you have a burger and you're like, oh, I didn't like it, you're going to tell your five friends that, you know, I didn't like that burger and you're probably not going to go back. So the reputation up here and really taking care of the current members that are here is definitely top priority. Um, and if they have a referral process that they're like, hey, you know, I have a buddy that wants to join, no problem. We'll, we'll help fast track them. So okay. referrals definitely help um, in that whole interview process. And it's not... Look, there's a ton of money out there. It's, it's not about the money. It's about having that community and that culture within a space so everyone feels comfortable. Um, when you walk in the gym, if you guys spent a week here and you came in every day, you would notice that everyone knows each other name by name. Mm. You know, um, it's not it's not like, oh, who's that guy? Everyone really understands who everyone is, um, not from a career perspective, but just like a personality. Like, oh, let me go grab a coffee with that guy. You know, I, I love talking to him about, you know, his house out and yada yada or oh he, he loves you know playing golf whatever right like everyone creates like their own little uh community in here mm-hmm. um and so i think it's also like big for uh networking like a network for sure yeah. you know I mean? um, having those like-minded people 
together is cool. And you were saying uh, different industries in terms of uh, the profession that you know members are uh, come from, actors, athletes, um, yeah. doctors, things like that. Have you noticed that you were able to yourself kind of pick their brain and talk to them a little bit about business and things like that? For sure. Um, I I would say that's a, that's a big part. I mean, even even when I was heavily training, you know, two years ago, three years ago, um, when I was really, really like in it, you know, doing like 60, 70 sessions a week, um, I, all my clients, I would almost use as mentors, mm. um, you know, from, from the price point that I was personally charging, um, it targeted a certain crowd. Mm -hmm. And so with that certain crowd came with some really cool people and like I could learn from them. Yeah. And so, yeah, I would for sure pick their brain. Um, and that kind of correlates into what is happening over here now. And I see it with a lot of the trainers here. Like they're, they all have a very personal relationship with their clients. They're not just coming in and being like, Hey Joe. All right, cool. Joe. See you tomorrow. It's Joe. What are you doing tonight? Let's go grab a drink. Yeah. Hey Joe, let's go grab some tacos later. Let's talk about, or Hey, I need some advice on this opportunity that I have. Like, what do you think? And that ability is really cool. Uh, a really cool asset for the trainers as well, you know, and, and it, and it, br it brings the people that are in here that are members and that are, you know, maybe super successful already. And, you know, they kind of want to help mentor, mm -hmm. you know, a trainer as well. So it, it's kind of, it kind of goes back and forth and um, it just, it creates a really cool vibe. That's sick. Um, I want to back it up to childhood. We did some research. It looks like you were born in Idaho, yeah. but you were, you're from the new England area. Yeah. Yeah. So I was born in Idaho, uh, in 92. I, I spent, I mean, I barely, I remember clippets, like clips from it yeah. a little bit. Um, I grew up on a horse ranch out there. We had a couple of cattle. Uh, you know, I think we had a peacock at one point, you know, a lot of dogs. I you just, know, just like Manhattan. Yeah, you know, just like Manhattan. Uh, grew up on about 50 acres out there until I was five. I then moved to New Hampshire. Uh, my father was uh, uh, like a developer. And so he developed some properties out in Idaho. Then we moved to New England. Uh, he developed them um, over in New Hampshire. So I ended up growing up in New Hampshire from five, um, age of five to about 16, going to a private school, public school, moving around a little bit, but pretty, pretty standard New Hampshire within the same, within, you know, the, around the same area. So, yeah, um, grew up there 16, my father passed away. Uh, I ended up going to a military academy mm -hmm. in Philadelphia. And uh, spend redid my junior year there, so I spent five years in high school. Uh, junior and senior year was at the military academy. Played football, basketball, baseball. Uh, really grasped the concept of team, uh, attention to detail, mm -hmm. um, cleanliness. Not that I'm, you know, dirty, but you know, yeah. organization. <laughs> under, you know, yeah. processing your mind and like what's important, what's not. Um, discipline. Uh, you know, working out fitness, I mean, fitness my whole life, but fitness really, I, I started to really get an interest. I remember like one day that was like just on the Stairmaster, not really knowing what I was supposed to do, even though I grew up with it my whole life. Yeah. I was just on the Stairmaster one day, just warming up. And I was like, man, like, I love this, you know, like I love working out. Like I'm sweating, I'm feeling good. And like, I remember that so clear and I was listening to this song and I was like, I'm going to work out every day. And for the next like two, three, four years, honestly, until now, like I just, it's just in my lifestyle. Mm. You know, I just, I constantly, constantly work out weekly. Um, you think that's genetic or something someone can develop? Because I mean, I, I exercise probably I don't know, a few days a week, but 
I definitely don't have the itch to go exercise. I look at myself and feel gross and then I go exercise. Yeah, but yeah. I don't like, oh God, like sometimes I do. I do love like a good workout afterwards. But I mean, is there any like, uh, I don't know, mental tricks you could just throw to anyone listening that maybe has a hard time getting out there? Yeah, I mean, look, I think overall working out sucks. Like no one wants their body to like, be feel sore, burning be tired, and like yeah. like out of breath like that it doesn't it doesn't feel good i mean yeah. some people might get a high from it but like it's it's not it's not that part it's the feeling afterwards mm, that you course. feel yeah. i think um during and like when you're in a good community of course like yeah it's a good environment. it's kind of fun you, yeah you have to have a fun environment competitive if you're going to a gym and it's boring like you need to switch up your gym you know what i mean you, you have to have a fun environment for you to see results genetically and mentally, that goes towards the whole, you know, psychology. Um, nature like, versus oh, nurture. Yeah, 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 nature yeah, yeah. versus nurture, right? So, like, is it nature versus nurture? I think that's, like, a whole nother debate on okay. if it's genetics or not for, for uh, mentally. The mental aspect. Um, but, like I said, there was one day where, like, before before I was, like, sort of working out. It was kind of pushed on me because my father, grandfather, was both big bodybuilders, right? And so I was I grew up with it. But one day, I remember specifically when I was 16, I was like, I love this. Mm. It, it just clicked. And so I think people need to go in and work out and try different um, types of workouts, yoga, cycling, weightlifting, uh, you know, dumbbell, kettlebell, sprints. Maybe it's turf. Maybe it's track, right? Maybe it's boxing, UFC, MMA, like whatever it is. And you just try it out until you're like, damn, I love this. I don't think there's a right way to right or wrong way to move like to work out, right? I don't think there's a right or wrong way to work out. I think that it just has to be fun to you. So if someone comes in like, how can I get in shape? I'm like, what's fun to you? What do you like? I'm not going to tell a boxer that that's wrong and my way's right just because I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. I know like to, to your point, you said like it's genetic. I think genetics has a little bit to do with it, but I think and like working out and, and fitness is such a physical hobby, but I feel like people don't really get the mental aspect of it. Yeah. And like to your point, like I'm not, I'm not really as in shape as you, but like one day, <laughs> no, I, you're in shape. But, but like there was, but there was like everyone's but, in their own shape, right? There was one day I like same thing. I went to the gym and I'm like, and then something just clicked in me. It wasn't at 16; it was probably like last year. But, yeah, yeah. But I was like, <laughs> a few weeks. Ago. Holy shit! Like this, like I fucking love working. Yeah, yeah, I love the burning sensation. I fucking love pushing my. I love it's like a challenge to me. Like you could, how, how far can I push my body, and how far can I progress? And and then like you said, afterward, it's like it's like the fucking best feeling in the world. Yeah, like, I you, think like you just feel like. In all aspects, physically, mentally, spiritually, even it's, it's, Everything. I think it's just like one of those things, like you said, you just have to go and do it. And it could be so intimidating to, to a lot of people, but you're not going to know if it was you try. Yeah, man. I, th I think it's, I, th I think you're right. Like it, it's going to click and everyone's like, well, when will it click? I think it's all about the whole 10,000 thing, right? Like 10,000 hours. Yes. How many hours can you spend working on until it clicks? Just, just keep trying different things. Mm -hmm. You know, it might not be weightlifting that's for everyone. It might not be you know, boxing, but it is definitely something else. It might be meditation. It might be breathing. I think There's, that's what a lot of know? people have problems with is that a lot of gyms, most of the most common gyms are very uniform and have like, you know, maybe limited to a few things. And people think running or lifting weights are like their only two options. If you don't like those two things, they don't think about the, you know, the endless options of other exercises. The CrossFit, the, the orange well, theory. Even, like, even yeah. like he said, boxing, any sport Everything, you want to yeah. play, like, like yoga and stretching things like that well that the thing be, also too with like Devin said is that, open that you gotta you. try different things and to Ali's point as well kind of tying those two things together is that you know there is a mental aspect that's a, a grand aspect of exercise is that you know I guess the benefit of trying different things is that maybe you like you said you like the game and you like the the, the, the mental side of it like completing something 
everyone likes a different game. And so a different exercise will bring yeah. a different game and different kind of calorie burn and different kind of, uh, you know, muscle endurance type of thing. So right. yeah, whatever kind of game you like is probably going to be, keep you more interested in focus. I see. Yeah. I'm personally, I'm a very competitive person. Yeah. I love playing any type of sports, any games, like you let me know I'm competing. Right. So I love a gamified style workout. Yeah. So I love working out with someone and competing against each other. Some people aren't as competitive and they're like, I just want to do this for myself. I don't really care what they're doing, which is awesome. Um, and they, they'll have their own style. You know what I mean? So I think everyone just needs to find what style of training they like and if they're competitive or not. And if you're competitive, find your gym partner and stick with them. That's, that's something my grandfather told me when I was like 10. He's like, you need to get a gym partner. And like, he's always, he's always been telling me ever since I was like 10 to 20, he's like, get a gym partner which I've had, but he's always like putting it on my brain. And now I understand why he was saying it so much better to work out with people than it is solo. I yeah. think I agree. What do you look for? I mean, it's probably the same things that led you to this point where you kind of your, your mentality on working out is aligned with the company, right? You're a co-owner here. And, um, what are you looking for in a gym partner? Someone who can hold you accountable or it's just someone who's just kind of, you know, what, what, are, what are you looking for? Um, I'm, I'm looking for someone that's fun and that's, uh, that can make me laugh a little bit. Yeah. That, that's not taking it too seriously. That can, you know, how to have a side conversation, give me a little knowledge. I can give them a little knowledge. And the biggest part is that they're open-minded. I can't go into a workout if someone's like, this is how you're supposed to train and this is the only way. If someone is willing to be open-minded and try new things, they're for me. I would love to work out with them. But people that are um, narrow-minded and think this is the only way you can work out, you have to do it this way, I, I, I just... I wouldn't be interested in working out with them. I also feel like you need that person who's like, come on, dude, you can do it. Man. The motivation yeah. part. Yeah, like the motivation part I think is so big too. Like just someone in your ear like, dude, you fucking got this. You Dang. got this. Like that in the whole itself is like, it motivates you and pushes you even higher. Go, like. go, goes back to the psychology part, right? Not that I'm a psychology expert, but uh, reverse psychology. There's some, there's some guys I work out with that love reverse psychology. So I'll just mm -hmm. go up to them and be like, you can't do this. Yeah. You're not doing this today. And they'll be like, I got this. I'll be like, no, you're not. And yeah. just negative, negative, negative. And they'll push through it. I like the positive, personally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I know a ton of guys that light a fire on your ass. But yeah, they love it. Yeah. I, like a, I like a mix because I, and I'm, on the day-to-day, -day, I like the you know positive reinforcement. Like, right? yo, let's go, like Wally had said. There will be certain occasions where someone will say, I remember just, I wrestled in college. There was a, I was nah, wrestling. Did you? Yeah, I always bring this up every time. Really? I got to plug this. Okay. Um, so when big I was, wrestler. Yeah, big wrestler guy. <laughs> so when I was wrestling, uh, we were wrestling against states. I was in high school. It was like Team Europe versus Team Texas. I was the last match, and it was up to me. And I didn't know this coach. He was like a Team Europe coach. He came from upstate, and he's uh, – the way Greco-Roman wrestling worked back then, the rules change every year, you had to win the periods. So if you won two out of the three periods, the match was over. The first period, I got caught up. I got my ass kicked. The period was over right away. So he won that period. Then the coach said, just don't get pinned out there. And I was like, oh, shit. I was so fucking pissed. This kid was ranked like third in the country. And it literally, the fact that he like said that and like my parents heard and stuff like that, I was so fucking pissed that I ended up kicking his ass. So there are certain times where you just want to turn it on so bad. And even if it's a joking thing where someone's yeah. just like, oh, Dev, you can't get this. There's something in your brain that wants you to just turn it up it's a little bit more. It's the mental thing. Yeah. The mental thing goes so far in the gym that people don't realize. Yeah. Like, mental is big. It's huge. Mental it, is yeah. big. And then it, it goes to the whole point of it's not just working out that, uh, that I'm really noticing now in the last six months. Um, it's not just physical. It's also big, big time mental and how you look at things out there and how you treat people and how you uh, breathe and, and the whole spiritual part yeah. of 
fitness and wellness is just as important as how your body performs. And you, uh, because you, that is going to help your body perform better um, if you understand how you can lower your heart rate. You understand um, what how, how conscious you are of other people. You listen to people more. You, um, you mentally think about um, what people are saying. Um, I think it's, it's super important to be aware of all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, go ahead. I'm just going to say, like, in the gym, how do you guys incorporate, like, like these special waters that you got here or like the plants and the, and the, like, I guess, how is that like presented to bring that into the gym? Like that's kind of also, that also separates you from a lot of the gyms. Uh, a water fountain. And yeah. So the, the plants, um, is that eucalyptus it, in the ceiling? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so the, I mean, I just wanted to create, um, like a warmer environment. Oh my gosh. You know, it's just almost like, like a, a waterfall. Like we a, walked like in, jungle, I, I literally felt vibe. so relaxed. I'm not even exaggerating. Like you're just like, ah, oh, the smell, the aroma, like the, yeah. it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I just think, uh, plants, uh, you know, just bring calmness, mm-hmm. you know, For sure. plant water. Um, like when you see plants and water in nature, it automatically brings calmness. So if I can bring the outdoor in at any point, um, anytime I look at design or ideas, I, I try to as much as possible. That's why I like the moss walls there. Yeah. The, you go to my apartment, I have 47 plants, you know, in my place and I take, you know, do you talk, app. do you talk to your plants? I don't talk to okay, them. Okay. All right. Cause that is a thing, I think. That's a, definitely a thing. It is a thing. I, I don't talk to the I talk to the cactuses. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, I I just I don't know. It's like a Zen period for me where I can like water them yeah. like an hour a week, and I just like it's like my time. Um, but I really believe that plants like bring like calmness and um, and like it's just more it's it's approachable um, to do it. In regards to water, uh, yeah, the hydromolecular water is is pretty cool it's something new this whole facility is based off innovation mm-hmm. and so like we're constantly chris uh who runs operations matt um at, like everyone in here is constantly looking for new ways to innovate and it's not reinventing the wheel it's like real research i'm like okay is this actually going to work or is it not doing some research on it for like six months and then okay this is good let's implement this um, there's been a couple cases where we've implemented things where like it's just a bad, it's not that good. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, we're we've been pretty successful on the things we've we've um, we've brought into the facility and tried out. I would say, and you could you know correct me if I'm wrong or if you have a different perspective. Even like when we were kids, maybe like 20, 25 years ago, businesses weren't weren't really looking into the positive energy of certain things. Do you think that's something that? Um, that more buy-in is happening from the public. <clears throat> yeah, I think I think there's a big wave in the last like three to four years of entrepreneurship, and I think entrepreneurship is leading to a more boutique experience mm. for people rather than a mainstream company going public. And so more consumers are going towards that small, um, that smaller company per se because a smaller company pays attention to details. Yes. People want to feel that warmth. So would you rather go into a big mainstream restaurant or would you rather go to a mom and pop shop that, oh my God, the mom's in the back making a chicken pot pie. They might know your name too. Yeah. Yeah. They know your name. You know, oh my God, these little napkins are all custom. Like she knitted them. Like people love that custom, that deep, the deep attention to detail is like super, super important. And the experience that you're providing them. So the experience comes along with the attention to detail. So any little tiny thing um, that I think of Chris, Matt, Becky, anyone thinks of putting in, um, we, we almost always say yes, just because why not? Right. You know, I don't think you can have too much. Yeah. It's just, you're just adding to the experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Um, you're adding to that boutique feel. Um, once companies start getting out of that boutique feel, I think is where they actually somewhat drop off. Mm. Um, regardless if they go public and they're making billions, you still see a difference in a company when they start going to market as a, as a mainstream public company. Because uh, they're not paying as much attention to detail, but more attention well, to it's the like the, It's the quantity versus quality yeah. at that point. I mean, and then you, now you have investors that are banking on quantity now. Where yeah. your, 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 your company maybe was, was founded on the quality initially. Yeah. So when you're, yeah, exactly. that, that does happen a lot. Exactly. Your company's founded <clears throat> on the quality. Then you lose that quality because you're looking for the quantity. And so where's that balance? And I think that's the, that's the big mystery question in the world. Yeah. Um, where, where can you continue to see that? Um, that boutique feel and keep that along. Um, I think the good thing in your position and the people that you work around is that, you know, you're responsible for, you know, help recruiting uh, employees here and people who are going to be around the, the, the building uh, in general, you know, you're able to identify people who have the same vision as you and same, not the, you know, the same mentality. There might be different, you know, processes that they might have, but ultimately they have same values and once you identify those people, then you're able to let them take risks because you know that um, they're going to be in line with what you're looking for too. Yeah, cool. I, th I think I think especially like when hiring people, a big thing I look for, um, and I recommend all people, mm -hmm. is that you can like teach, you can teach, you know, the the operations, you can teach the technical stuff, but you can't teach a personality. Yep. If someone has a good personality and good vibes, I will. I'll teach them whatever they need to know about the business because that's all numbers at that point. That's just operations. That's just following, you know, following the rules, right? But a personality, if you find someone with a really good personality, try to find a space for them um, and common sense. You know what I mean? I think people underestimate common sense. Someone that goes to Harvard, um, you know, yeah, really cool. They're book smart. But I've seen a ton of guys graduate from Harvard not employed because they don't have common sense. Um, and they don't know how to, you know, put the pieces together. So. I think common sense and personality are like two really big things to look for in someone. Yeah. Deb, I've seen, um, and I'm sure you know, too, I've seen a few of your videos go viral online. Thanks. People like throwing shit at you and you doing backflips yeah, yeah. and like just doing these insane <laughs> workouts. <laughs> Talk to me about that, like uh, these workouts that you do. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, all right. So look, I've, I've come to a point, like I said, I like working out with people that are open-minded and myself, I try to be as open-minded and working out as possible. I never go to someone like, that's a really bad style of working out. I hate that. I think if someone's moving and they're not sitting down and like eating Cheetos and, you know, mm -hmm. I think it's positive. Yeah. So I come in the gym and I'm, I do this for a living, right? Um, I'm in here and I just, I'm just constantly thinking of new ways to test my body out. I'm at a point now, by no means am I, you know, better than anyone else or anything, but I'm at a point now where, I just, I'm over like the whole bench press and squat. I'm just like, I'm not looking to, you know, increase that. I might, something might switch in my brain in like a year or two years from now where I'm like, I want to, I want to get super strong and get bench and press. But right now I just like trying new stuff to test my personal body. It doesn't have to do with like any, anyone else. I'm not like promoting it to anyone else. I just, I just, I've always tried to push my body more and more and see, see how innovative I can get personally. Um, with it and people find it interesting you know it's, i guess so uh, what's what's the craziest thing you've done that you can remember You're like uh, maybe that i won't do that again um to be to be totally honest like it's not it's not even to that point i'm not like oh my god i'm gonna jump off a building and it's gonna go viral i hope i can land it i'm more looking at like i'm running on the treadmill 
at 20 miles an hour. I'm feeling good. And like my buddy came over and nudged me a little bit. And I'm like, ooh, I have an idea. I want two guys to nudge me now <laughs> as I'm going. And I want to see like how my perturbation, you know, uh, sustains as I'm running 20 miles an hour. So now I'm thinking, okay, NFL player running through linemen, he's getting he's pushed, getting pushed. Yeah. right? Yeah. He's, he's on a kickoff. He's at full speed. What? It's somewhat replicating that, right? Someone's, uh, you know, on, on the ice rink and they're sprinting, right? And they're getting towards, you're going to get hit. There's so many sports where you're dealing with full speed full speed, and no one's training for it, right? Like, how do you train for that? Yeah. So I'm just thinking of ways. I'm not saying that's the right way to train. I'm just thinking, I'm just trying to replicate it um, to see there, there might be something there. And luckily we have like, like some of the top trainers and doctors in the world here that can kind of overlook and be like, Deb, that's stupid. <laughs> you know? yeah. Or be like, yeah, Deb, let's try it out. And so like, I definitely get their blessing before I do something nuts. Um, but I also don't look at it as nuts. I just look at it as I'm going to try to do a backflip and do, then do that and that. And they're like, okay, I've seen him do that, that and that. But now he's just going to combine it all, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and you so, fucking nail every single one too. I know. Yeah, so you're, crazy. Crazy. you're the man. You I appreciate it. I also don't put myself in a position where I don't trust my body to do something. And yeah. I'm not confident enough that I can get it done, you know? What was the mentality? I wanted to tie it back because I read something that your dad used to say or have the philosophy of like kind of go big or go home kind of yeah. deal. Do you think that kind of made up your thought process where, you know, you could have, you know, had a smaller thing, but you went grand scale and wanted to do something elite? I just see, I just, it's, it's not like even the big go big or go home. I just think that um, you have to think like long term mm. in regards to things and you, you can't think like, okay, I'm going to make a quick buck doing this. I think. If you think about money, then you're you're just going to be stuck in that same spot for mm. most of your life. I think if you think long term and you make sacrifices and you just work hard and just be as um, dedicated, yeah, dedicated and oh, okay. uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, like you're uh, available, yeah, you're available yeah, 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 as yeah. much as possible, accessible, yeah, accessible. Yeah. If you're as accessible as possible to people, um, and they know that more opportunities are thrown at you. Mm -hmm. If you, if someone throws an opportunity at you and they're like, guys, I want you to come and meet with us at 4 a.m. tomorrow. And you're like, oh, damn, that's just way too early. Man, hey man, I can't really do that. Can we do 9 a.m.? That's not the right mentality. Right. I'm also not saying that you have to like kill yourself to do it, but you have to understand and, and know what situations are going to, are going to help you long-term mm -hmm. and what are going to help you short-term. I think training someone one-on-one -on -one, um, as a career can help you. And that can be an awesome lifestyle, mm -hmm. right? For, from a long-term perspective for my goals and like what I want to do, you know, with the world and with people and, you know, how I want to motivate people to, you know, get up and, you know, move and breathe and meditate and uh, work out and, you know, be more active. Um, I, it's hard for me to make that a difference in the world by doing just one-on-one -on -one training. Yeah. Um, so that's why I took this route. It's also a much better feeling to grow with people mm. than to somewhat yeah. do it by yourself. On your own as a trainer. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's much better to grow with people. And, you know, in my mentality, I, I like being around people. You know, that's my personality. Do you, do you like have a specific diet like you follow or do you have like a lot? Like, I want to know what's like a, a typical cheat meal. Or a typical cheat day for you? Yeah, so um, diets, I think, are very temporary. Mm -hmm. And I think if you can just change the way you over overall eat um, and are conscious of it, then you'll be better off. Like I said before, you know your body better than anyone. Um, if I eat something and it's making me gassy or it's making me not feel too good, then I'm probably not going to eat it, even right. though it tastes delicious, tastes right? Like, yeah. I'm just going to probably stay away from it. 
from a diet's perspective, I think they are temporary. From a food perspective, if you can stay away from processed foods mm. as much as possible yeah. and try to look at uh, where the food came from um, and you understand the exact source of where it came from, then I think you're better off. Eating food out of you know plastic bags, you know, like a, a snack, you know, chips and right. all that stuff, that's processed. You don't you have no idea what's in it. And so why would you put that in your body? True. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you're fo everyone's focusing so much on the outside of their body, but what about what you're putting on putting the inside? inside? You know, what about your gut health? Yeah. You know what I mean? What what what's your stomach doing on the inside? Yeah. I think if you can stay away from processed foods, that's probably my biggest advice. Um, anything processed, I really, really try to stay away from. Um, home cooked meals where I can cook it, where I can, you know, see the actual ingredients, where I bought the ingredients, where I know where the ingredients actually came from. Yeah. Um, I support that the most for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. And then when you sneak in a little cheat meal, what do you got going I on? I mean, that's, well, that's, it goes back to it. Like a cheat meal is not, I mean, Chinese food, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Listen, Chinese, you got to throw in some Chinese know? food. I feel like, but, but overall it's like, it's, uh, it's, I don't even look at it as a cheat meal. I'm just like, okay, I'm going to have Chinese food. Tonight. Yeah. Not, I think food is, is a way for people to come together yeah. and you shouldn't be stressed about, oh, damn. I cannot eat that today because it's not part of my diet. Like a, a food, everyone should be looking forward to like food and like how delicious it is and like bringing family and friends together. And like yeah. it should be a place where you come together not a place that you stress about and you think about. Yeah, it's Monday. I can't, I can't have carbs today. Yeah, my, that's you know, nuts. Like, I mean, yeah. you know. Um, let's talk about sports because I know you played uh, football in yeah. uh, college. It was kind of a, like a turning point like in my college slash I guess you call it real life career yeah. um, where I had to just make a decision on, am I going to finish college out or am I going to, you know, just follow what I like doing, which was at the time restaurants and like night life industry. Yeah. Um, and at that point in my career, I was just like weighing out the options and I had some really good mentors and um, it's just college. I wasn't as excited as I was to go and like work and like, um, you know, help people out in the hospitality industry. Like that was just exciting to me at mm -hmm. that point. So I ended up dropping out when I was a junior. Um, and I, I think it was the best decision I made Yeah. because right now it's not, it's not a total necessity that I need college. If I ever don't know anything that's, uh, that that's technical or, you know, numbers wise or, you know, something I don't know. I just asked Chris. Right. No. <laughs> so we all need a yeah. Chris. Drop out of college yeah. and find a Chris. Yeah. Yeah. A Chris or Google. <laughs> We're going to have Chris come in here. He's out there working yeah. out. But um, no, uh, if I don't know anything, to be honest, I'll, I'll, I'll do my research as much as possible. And I somewhat teach myself. And I've right. been doing that for the past six years. And I think, you know, it's, it's better in a sense for me personally learning. One, I can't sit down in a classroom. I'm way too energetic and I just like being, I like moving. Yeah. Um, and two, I, I can teach myself a better way than I think a teacher mm. can. And so um, it, it just works for me that way. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but you were saying, I know you like, you were successful in football. You were starter and, and, uh, at LIU Post. I think it was called CW Post back in the day. Then they switched Post. it up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, but you really like basketball the best, right? Ba basketball is my favorite sport to play by far. Like that's, that's, uh, that was like my favorite sport in high school. Yeah. Um, but football, we, we just won a national championship in football, professional national championship yeah. at Valley Forge. Yeah. Um, and then I had a really high batting average, um, in high school. So like, I didn't want to give either of them up. Yeah. Uh, basketball, 
I need like four more inches, I, I think, to be a, like a solid point guard. And I so feel you. that's just God telling me not to play basketball. <laughs> yeah. <I think>. Just <laughs> redirect the focus, yeah, buddy. Yeah, just redirect the focus. Yeah. And so, um, the basketball calorie burn, though. Dude, I, mean, I love basketball. Oh my I play so maybe once or twice a week still, and it's it's crazy. Like when I go to the gym, I'll burn whatever amount. And I double or triple like in like an hour or hour and a half of basketball. I think basketball it's crazy. is – yeah, I think I think basketball um, is the most athletic sport 100%. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Football, you can be somewhat of a meathead and kind of mm-hmm. go in and hit people around, you, you know, depending on the position. Uh, basketball, you know, the hand-eye coordination, the speed, the quickness, the shooting – is all super, you know, the jumping ability, physicality, it's, I mean, none of the pain, man. They're the, I mean, look at LeBron. He's a specimen. Oh my Kobe God. Bryant, they're specimens. They're, there's no one out there like them. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. They're huge. They're just like monsters in the, in the, in the sports world. Are you, uh, so are you a Boston? Are you, like, when it comes to sports, so professional sports, are you a Boston guy, New York guy? I mean, I, if you know he's gonna get in trouble will, if he says he's no, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll be totally honest all my friends will say this i have the worst sports knowledge like anyone could have <laughs> like I, I i know tom brady um and that's just about it like i don't i'm i just <laughs> i i'm a fan like i support the patriots i support the red sox bruins i grew up in new england right but overall my sports knowledge like I have no idea who anyone is. Yeah. I know the rules of the game because I've played it my whole life. But yeah. from a sports knowledge, I like fantasy football, I, I've never played in my life. Uh, That's video games, never really played. Like I'd go over to my buddy's house and like watch them play like the NBA 2K and, you know, Call of Duty or yeah. you know, whatever the games are. I don't know. I'm just, yeah, I don't like video games. <laughs> you like games on my phone. Like I don't play games on my phone. I don't even have one on my phone. It's yeah. and reading the, the article I read, it was like you're more of an outdoorsy type of guy. For sure. And then also when I, when I think about basketball and knowing you've just from this interview, I've met you a couple of times before that. And I know your personality is like grand and larger than life. It's I feel like basketball like has the most personality in it, right? You have no like mask on. Like there's only five players on each yeah. team starting. I feel like you could show a little bit more of your personality. Do you think that was like a little bit of a factor why you liked it so much yeah. or not really? No, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. I think like just like wrestling like it's you and you yourself and you yeah that's it right that's it um basketball you have it's definitely a team sport but when you have the ball like you have to make decisions football it's you know as much as it's um a team sport it's really between you know the you know the playmakers yeah um, unfortunately so i think basketball i think basketball yeah you can bring out your personality the most for sure um and like we were saying before you, you from idaho to the new england area what about New York, whether it was Long Island or New York City, that made you feel like, you know what, I'm going to make this home, at least for now? Um, timing, luck, yeah. opportunity, um, kind of just figuring it out. I Obviously, I grew up in country my whole life. Total opposite. Total, yeah. total opposite. But I, I saw an opportunity um, with just being real in New York. And, like, there's just a lot of fakers, I think. Mm-hmm. A lot of... Um, you know, smoke and mirrors. And I think hard work kind of just pays off. And I saw an opening just to people that are very, very successful and successful is in different terms. I'm looking at successful and how happy people mm-hmm. are and how they live their life and they can be the same person around anyone. Mm. You know, uh, money plays a factor. Money, you know, money's positive. You know, anyone that's like, oh, you're looking for money. Money's positive, right? But successful people are happy and they can act the same around anyone. They don't have to change their personality. 
You know what I mean? Around their boss, around their girlfriend, around their sister, around their mother. They act the same around every single person. Um, And what I've noticed when I talk to those people, um, they they are looking for a hardworking person. There's a lot of people Mm -hmm. that aren't aren't willing to get up and just do it and Mm -hmm. perform and execute. You know, they make excuses. There's a lot of people that make excuses out there and just... You know, they're, they don't have that drive to just do it, you know. Um, and I and I saw an opportunity in New York to kind of just do what I love, um, you know, network and just be available to anyone. Um, and and that's what I took. And so it's continued. You know, I'm, I'm not I'm not there yet. I mean, I think I think I'm on the right track right now. But mm-hmm. a lot of it's luck. A lot of it's uh, who you know, mm-hmm. um, like your network, and the biggest part I think is your reputation. So yeah. I don't, I, regardless if like people are in situations and they, um, you know, they have a bad taste in their mouth about something or they got you know screwed from a previous deal or whatever. I always, you know, end a relationship on good terms, mm. regardless. Like I don't care who it is, I don't care what they did, because it will always bite you if yeah. you don't. Your reputation, I think, is big. Taking care of people, being humble, um, you know, listening, I think, I think, is all huge in New York and just in general. Yeah, you know I mean, your reputation is like that's you. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. So I, I try never to put myself in a position where um, it, it hurts my reputation or uh, you know makes me look like a jerk off. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I come from an HR background. I was in recruiting and things like that. So we already talked about uh, hiring. So I like that side of it. Um, when you talk about uh, like a f- a f- the typical HR question, where you see yourself in five years, uh, do you see yourself, you know, sticking with, you know, here? I would assume so. You love sure. it here. And do you do you think you'll hop over to L.A. when that opens up? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go to L.A. in February. I'll okay. i there for like three or four months, maybe five months. Okay. Um, then we'll be back and forth. And, yeah, I mean, to, our plan here in, in Performance House, and we got some other, you know, digital things happening as well. Yeah. Uh, which I can't speak on, but gotcha. they're really awesome. Um, yeah, we're gonna expand. We're expanding. We're 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 going bigger. Going yeah. Out. You know, we we we. I think we we hit something right on the head here with creating like a cool small culture within each facility. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to take care of everyone, be a hospital hospitable as possible, and mm-hmm. bringing you know some of the top trainers, and doctors in the world together. Um, and we want to reach some tier one and tier two cities for sure. Yeah. Uh, and so LA is obviously next April 1st grand opening. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for having us. This place is freaking amazing. This is the best gym in the country, if not the world. I've been to like LA Fitness, so I don't know if my credibility means anything, but I know this is probably the best building I've ever been in. This place is crazy. Um, thank you so much for having us. And uh, it's been absolutely amazing, dude. Uh, let, 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 let them know people know where they can find you. Social, yeah. any handles? Yeah. Um, follow Performix underscore house for the Performix house uh, account. Uh, and my personal is... Devin, D-E-V-O-N, Levesque, L-E-V-E-S-Q-U-E. Um, but definitely, definitely look at Performance House because the people that are involved here are really awesome and inspiring and are doing really cool things. So Awesome, man. Like I said, thank you for having us, and it's the Warm Up Podcast. Peace, man. Peace, man.